0: This is the mugpunters.com.au podcast for Friday the 6th of April 2018 and in our breaking news headlines this week. Bancroft, Smith and Warner handed 12 month bans for their parts in the South African ball tampering scandal whilst George Pell just tampers with balls. The Commonwealth Games have kicked off on the Gold Coast with Prince Charles back in town for the first time since he joined mates as a Thule in 2012. And Masters hopeful Tony Fennell has dislocated his ankle on the eve of the biggest tournament of his life following a celebration gone wrong after hitting a hole in one during the Par 3 tournament. What a dickhead. (laughs)
1: Unrehearsed and unedited. This is the Mugpunters.com.au podcast.
0: Hello everybody out there. This is PK for Mugpunters. What did you think of my shorter intro this week, Mr. Mel? Oh, I didn't mind
1: that. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's,
0: that's purely because I didn't couldn't be bothered writing anything more in depth, but let's go with it. That's good. Uh, PK is my name. Welcome to the MugPunters Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favourite po- podcasting platform, whatever that is. And also, uh, join us. Search for Mud Punters Press Podcast buttons, on Press Facebook. Buttons, yeah. I know.
1: Facebook
0: yes, exactly. Mm. Fa- book-facing, yes. We're yeah. always there live and on... No, we're not. We're, anyway, just don't Twitter us because we're never on Twitter. At, at Mud Punters Pod. If you're on Twitter, you can do that. That'd be good. Anyway, uh, joining me, as always, here and unprepared in the background of the studio. Hello, Barts. G'day, boys. (laughs) Okay, good one. Um, Also joining me, here's the man who nine out of ten doctors recommend. Hello, Mr. Mills.
1: G'day, Pete. Uh, Great to be with you. And we are proof right now why you should not attempt podcasting (laughs) while drunk. But here we are. Fired up for another weekend of the Mugpunish.com.au podcast. And we can't unfortunately be joined directly by Bart, who's stuck on the toilet after some dodgy Chinese.
0: Mmm. Yes, when they do say that it's going to be beef rending, it's all <laughs> well, that's Indian isn't it? Pretty sure that's Indian. Ah <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, this is the first time, actually, in quite some time we've been in the same room for a podcast, which is also. Quite interesting, but what an absolute debacle, Mr. Mills. Maybe we just get straight into it.
1: The Mud punters' previous punting payouts.
0: As the lady said, how did we go last week? Now, I made the comment that Bart's the reason he doesn't want to be on the pod this week is because he actually put his house, mm. his actual house, mm. on North Queensland to beat the Panthers last week, if you heard the podcast. Mm. Um, Yeah, he hasn't got his house anymore, which is probably why he's staying on my couch now, Mr Mills. Did you fare any better?
1: (laughs) Uh, Not especially, Pete. I'm trying to move on from it. Of course, uh, just with a bit of a brain explosion, uh, gave a good push for Geelong to beat Hawthorne in the AFL. But we didn't even realise, Pete, that it was the classic MCG Easter Monday encounter. So probably uh, enough said about our AFL tipping this season. And then, of course, my worthwhile wager of the week was the two shorties in the Mm. two two two-year-old feature races at Ascot on the Good Friday meeting, and they've both been beaten on their merits, (laughs) so uh, no good there at all. Okay, well, I I was up and down in the NRL,
0: but um, I was most proud of my suspicion in the upset with the Warriors over the Roosters, and they did get the job done. And my comment was, have the Roosters been planning all year just to take on the Knights in whatever round it was, and now all of a sudden they've forgotten about the fact that there's 14 other teams in the NRL? Like, just a disgrace. So... Anyway, um, Peter Sagan beaten in the cycling, but we had this conversation earlier on. He is the world champion. He is a marked man. He was able to make a break on the field and go after the solo leader who ended up winning at Nikki Terpstra. But they didn't give him much rein the rest of the chases. And once they ran down the world champion... They're basically looking at him going, well, it's up to you to chase. And he's looking at them going, well, there's another race next week, fellas.
1: Yeah, you've missed the the chockies there, Pete. But uh, I would not be dropping off there on Peter Sagan, depending on uh, who you're listening to. I think he will pick up one of these classics before the start of the first Grand Tour event.
0: And also, my 2-1 South African series bet in the cricket got rolled. If you can hear that noise in the background, that is actually Bart getting ice for his uh, bourbon, so good luck to him in the background. Don't bother pouring mass one, mate. We're we're not thirsty at all. Yes, please. Uh, Which is unfortunate because I I was onto something there until the ball tampering kind of Mm. spoiled all that, but uh, maybe we just get on to this week in sport. Yep. And there's only one way to kick it off
1: they stay
0: there. And they stay there.
1: Still my favourite craft for the show. Gold, <laughs> isn't it? Keeps rolling. And Winks, of course, coming off that dominant victory in the George Ryder stakes, Pete, all yes. was it? Because she did only get in by three-quarters of a length, of course. Over happy clapper But uh, look uh, The trainer Chris Waller He hasn't yet completely confirmed That Winks will in fact uh, Target an incredible Fourth successive Cox Plate in the spring after, after recently announcing That she would not in fact travel to England To try and race on the world stage mm-hmm. And that's led to speculation That uh, she might instead Switch targets to a race like The Everest in Sydney Come on, now, What? I'm not sure there's actually that much in that, Pete. Uh, But look, in a quiet week for Winx news, you do have to give the journos (laughs) kudos for speculating. Now, perhaps the most interesting story uh, related to Winx is Mm. once again the absence of jockey Hugh Bowman, who... Has succumbed mm. to a virus, in inverted commas, or perhaps more likely the after effects of that concussion oh. that he sustained yeah. from that fall several weeks ago. Now, he won't actually ride it again until he jumps aboard horses uh, on the day of the Queen Elizabeth when Winx goes around. Really? And may even have to relinquish that ride, which what? of course would be a huge deal. Now, oh. I'm not sure if it's because of that factor or not, but. Winks is available in the Queen Elizabeth as We Speak at a dollar and fifteen. And that's pretty generous in the scheme of things, I think. So is it
0: do you think with uh, Huey Bowman, you know, his excuses with this virus, so he's saying is that the same as like when Bart just keeps having bad seafood after a massive
1: night on the piss? And can't do the podcast on a yeah. Thursday. <laughs> yeah, he's on holidays or yeah, exactly right.
0: I'm right here, guys. Oh, he's I he's, can hear you guys. He's in the room. What about in the NRL this week? Uh, Look, let's get on to some NRL tips. And look, again, kudos to people that are leading the tipping comp because it's bloody challenging this season. And I still haven't found my groove, as I'm sure most punters haven't. How could anyone have predicted that the Panthers without Cleary would get rolled by North Queensland and uh, the Brisbane Broncos somehow get rolled by... Titans, who, as Bart said last week, had wooden spoon written all over them. Mm. Like, it's all over the shop. Anyway, let's pony up this week. A couple of games I wanted to look at. The first one is the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They're at home to the South Sydney
1: Rabbitohs. That's right. And you certainly say St. George Illawarra Dragons better than I do, PK. (laughs) And it's the Dragons there, the high-flying Dragons, dollar $1.33. The Rabbitoh's 345.
0: Look, the Dragons are stronger than some of Bart's bourbons that he pours at 2 a.m. They're mm. that good. There was a 10 minute patch against the Knights last week where they were absolutely unbelievable, unstoppable. Their forwards are outstanding, but their backs bringing it together, no frills like your Gareth Widdups. You know, still, I think, grossly underrated in this competition. And if you look at the ladder now, Dragons sitting pretty on top Mr Mills absolutely
1: uh, what's the next game Pete
0: okay well speaking of sitting on top uh, the Warriors they're at home to North Queensland
1: mm. behind the Saints only on uh, points difference but this game's really interesting isn't it the Warriors at home a dollar 92 the visiting North Queensland Cowboys also a dollar 92.
0: I'm. I'm not sure what's more surprising, the market or the fact that the Warriors are undefeated on top. I think even the Warriors probably got back to New Zealand this week and were shocked. Um, probably more so than the fact that you know Bachelor in Paradise is actually a TV show <laughs> that goes to air. Uh, unbelievable that they're on top of the ladder. But good luck to them playing great footy and the fact that they're at home and they're even with. North Queensland, who are having their trials and tribulations, Mm. makes no sense to me whatsoever. I'll actually be taking the Warriors in that game, believe it or not. And then there's one other game. Let's just get a price on it. It's the Newcastle Knights. Mm. They're at home to the stumbling and bumbling Brisbane Broncos.
1: Yeah, and another evenly matched game, at least according to the market, Pete, $1.92 each of two. But yeah, perhaps the Knights at home can uh, refine the spark to win another game of football. Oh,
0: I don't know. I I give up. I literally give up on the NRL at this point. You got a couple of tips out of me. Uh, Mm. This is code for I didn't actually prepare anymore, (laughs) but couldn't be bothered, so let's just move on. And we move on to the Commonwealth Games. Mr Mills, you've got all the insight from the opening ceremony. Okay, uh, maybe Bartz has got a couple of red-hot tips for the Commonwealth Games. Wait to the Masters. And uh, that's about it. Maybe, Mr Mills, do we just back anyone who's Australian in the Commonwealth Games? Okay. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's get back into something right up your alley, Mr Mills. Group 1 racing. Yes. I don't know if you've done the maths. Eight point five million dollars mm. up for grabs this weekend just in the four group ones
1: well i can't say pete that i had done the maths on that all i'm really interested in is finding some winners mm. for the listeners all, all right. 12 of them come on so let's get straight into it shall we come on ramwick on saturday race six the size produce for the two-year-olds and i'm going here in uh with number two long leaf now mm. This boy, he was unsuited, Pete, around the tight Caulfield track in a leader-dominated blue diamond, but was quite good, I thought, making up plenty of ground from the tail in the golden slipper. Now, mm. the rise to 1,400 metres, in, in my opinion, is right up his alley. He draws ideally and has Karen McAvoy on board, and arguably, there are a few riding as well as Karen at the moment. So, at around that $9 mark, Pete, I think he's uh, decent enough odds to have a bet. That's Ramwick on Saturday, race six, number two, the size produce, Longleaf.
0: All right. What about the Australian Derby, 2,400 metres? Mm. How do we sort them out?
1: Yeah, well, I'm sticking with one here at odds, Pete, in the form of number 13, Endowment. This is the uh, New Zealand Raider that I tipped in the mm. Rose Hill Guineas, and... Look, I know he was horrible there, but I don't. <laughs> running, yeah, I don't think he loved the soft track, to be honest. And okay. also, I thought the ride locked any, uh, lacked any positivity whatsoever. Now, I reckon from another wide draw, uh, Damien Oliver will be instructed to go forward and make sure he finds a spot this time. I do still love his run two starts ago, when fifth in the New Zealand Derby after starting his run early, mm. and at any old odds. Uh, In some places, $70. I think he's Mm. worth a stab each way, Pete. So that's the Australian Derby at Ramwick, race 7, number 13, Endowment.
0: Stop it. $70 shot. Thank you very much. Uh, The next one, I dare say, is not going to be $70 Mm. as we move on to race 8,
1: which is the Dali TJ
0: Smith Stakes Red Zell. $2.30, please, Mr Mills.
1: How can you go past him, Pete? His only defeat in his past 8 starts was at the hands of a barnstorming Redkirk Red Warrior mm. first up in the lightning stakes at Flemington. And, of course, that one returned to win the Newmarket Handicap mm. impressively. So the form line's certainly there, isn't it? And Red Zell, well, he did it ever so easily in the challenge stakes this track last time out. He's proven it Wait for age. I mean, what more do you have to say? Somewhere around, like you said, 230, 250, I think he just wins. So that's Ranwick on Saturday, the third of the Group 1s, Race 8, number 1, Red Zell. And this one, the most interesting for mine, also the
0: most cashed up, is race 9 on the cards. Mm. The Doncaster Mile. And wow, this is going to be an absolute ball terror.
1: Yeah, perhaps in recent uh, renewals, Pete, hasn't been the classic Doncaster that we've come to know and love. But this year, I think it really is a strong renewal. Uh, well, look, we have to stick strong, don't we? Come race on. nine, the Doncaster. Number nine, Kementari. Kementari. <laughs> He's been so yes. good to us this oh, time yes. in work, Pete. He's yep, won us yep. so much money. He was an excellent last start, third of course, when chasing home Winks in the George Ryder. Now, the data from that race says it was a pretty big effort, and mm. he gets a weight pull on his nearest rival, Happy Clapper, which was second in that race. He's pitched in with 51.5 kilograms. Wow. He has all the options from an inside alley to go forward or back, depending on the pattern. And Pete, somewhere around the $3.70 mark, mm. I'm saying load up. That's Randwick on Saturday, the Doncaster, race nine, number nine, kemantari
0: Look, what are your thoughts? Uh, I can see here, Tom Melbourne, $4.60 a place. Um, surely it's running <laughs> second.
1: Well, I'm not a big uh, fan of place <laughs> betting, Pete. As you'll know, but uh, look, if you wanted to go that way, that's fair enough. but I think you're giving up one definite place position because Kamentari is just winning.
0: Oh. Well, that's true, but it doesn't have to run first. It's going to run second, that's the whole point of it, right? It's okay. Tom
1: well, you've got only two chances instead of the usual three.
0: Damn it, it's my worthwhile wager.
1: The mug hunter's worthwhile wager of the
0: week. No, I have prepared a worthwhile wager, believe it or not. But first of all, I want to find out if the bloke in the background has prepared a worthwhile wager. But do you want yes, to? Oh wait! You. Whoa! 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 whoa. Yes, yes, Grab yes, your. Yes, he, yes. He, he picks up his laptop and his bourbon <laughs> to walk laptop, over to the microphone. No, 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 oh, it doesn't need his laptop. Tomorrow, no, no, oh, I was just racing it. We're him. going to the Masters, boys. All right. Brendan Grace, mm. the South African, he's 29 years of age. Mm. He's had five top. Five finishes in his last ten starts on the PGA Tour. You can get him in the Masters to have a top five placing. Seventeen dollars, fifty fifty percent of the time he's going to get there. Seventeen dollars, get on. Fifty percent of they the time, every
1: every time. time.
0: Thanks, Bart's. That's uh, Bart's cameo. Uh, Mister Mills. What about you?
1: Well, we we won't uh, beat around the bush here, as Art Ryan used to, Pete. Mm. We're going to stick strong here. <laughs> Ramwick, race nine, number nine, Kementari. He, he was a good thing nice. at any price, I thought, but at $3.70, that is just amazing. So he has to be my worthwhile wager of the week.
0: Okay, well, I'm heading to the cycling again, boys, because like I said, it is spring classics time over there in Europe, the biggest one-day cycling events of the year. And uh, I did come for Peter Sagan last week, Sagan, Sagan, whatever we want to say. Uh, And he was short in that race. This week is the biggest single day race of the year, which is uh, the Paris-Roubaix, or the Hell of the North. Now, the thing that makes this race so special if you're not cycling au fait, is the fact that it does go across cobbled sections of roads. Now not only some cobbled sections of roads, these things are absolute brutes and you wouldn't take on some of these roads on a mountain bike. Not even my Malvin star in the garage is getting around over some of these cobbles and they're doing it on road bikes which is extraordinary. Throw in the mix some of the questionable weather up there in the north of France and it gives you the mix for one hell of a race and that's why they call it the hell of the north. I'm not coming for Peter Sagan though, believe it or not. Mm, Okay. And now a couple of reasons. Number one is because we all saw how well marked he was last week. And my comment was he realizes he doesn't have to ride solo to the finish because he can beat other blokes in a sprint. But what that opens up the opportunity for is the uh, riders that are going to try and jump off the front at an opportunity we call them opportunistic riders, Mm. an opportunistic rider that's gonna jump off the front at a key time and be able to hold the field at bay while they have conversations amongst themselves wondering who's gonna do the chasing. This week, there is a bloke named Greg Van Avermaet. Now, Greg Van Avermaet, he's in incredible form and has been for a long time. He has the entire support of his team. He is tailor-made for this race and at $6, I think is a great chance to jump off the front he can still sprint a little bit. I don't think he'd beat Peter Sagan in a sprint finish in the final. Uh, he's handy in a sprint, but I can see him peeling off the front with, say, 15 or 20 Ks to go once they come across the last sections of cobbles and get all the way to the finish line while the chasers look around at each other. So that's Greg Van Avermont, Perry Roubaix. That was a very long explanation just to get to a $6 bet. But for me, Mr Mills, that yeah. brings us to the... Actually, Bart's. That brings us to the end of the show. What was that, gents? Thanks very much, (laughs) Mr Mills. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Oh, and one of our best ever episodes of the podcast, I'm sure, Pete. But look, it hasn't been all smooth sailing for for me this week. Unfortunately, the other day, the wife and I were out for a drive Mm. and she got pulled over by a policeman. Mm. He asked for a licence and said, Lady, it says here you should be wearing glasses. To which my wife replied, Well, I have contacts. And the policeman replied, I don't care who you know, you're still getting a bloody ticket. Pull
0: over, pull over, (laughs) it's a cardigan, thanks for noticing. Uh, (laughs) That bloke there is Mr Mills, thanks for your input bar, it's real helpful this week. uh, my name is PK, and I now have 23 seconds to fill before the lady comes on and tells her important stuff. So I just want to remind you this week, folks, to gamble responsibly. So much sport going on with the Commonwealth Games. We've got the cycling. We've got the NRL. We didn't even get to AFL because we we've just had such a chock-full show, didn't we? But we'll get to some more next week. On behalf of the boys, I'm PK.
1: Subscribe to the podcast right now at mugpunters.com.au and search for Mugpunters Podcast on Twitter and Facebook.